Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this holiday-themed episode, where tonight we're going to be discussing my film pick of the week, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, directed by Lee Harry. So stay tuned for that later on in the show. But let's get away with the formalities, boys. First and always, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the ghoul of geek Keith. Hello, 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 everybody. What is going on tonight? Glad to have you here, Ghoul. And as well, we're joined by the Mad Monkey, the Prince of Amor's Day. Yes, get funky with it, Monkey. Yes, this is the Mad Monkey broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, where we bring you the best goddamn horror podcast there is in all of the land. So just make sure you listen live. Listen with your mama. Listen with your coworkers. Listen on Spotify. Listen on iTunes. Just make sure you fucking listen. What's up, bitches? <laughs> Hey, there, there it is. <laughs> and of course, the bold, the astute, the highly educated, and opinionated, the demonic dean, everybody. I mean, what what can I say that the monkey hasn't already said? I say it, I say it every week now. Uh, everything the monkey said goes double for me. All of the places you can listen to us, uh, including our new Spotify stream uh, each week of this program. And here we are with another episode of Talking Terror, uh, a holiday-themed episode to, to get you into the spirit, to, uh, to bring a little bit of that Christmas magic uh, throughout uh, your homes and, and your listening ears. Welcome to another edition of Talking mm-hmm. Terror. So, ladies, make sure you shoot your holiday panty shots over to the Instagram page of Talking Terror, where we can check it out in our leisurely time. <laughs> At Talking Terror. Yes. yes. We like those Christmas gifts. They're free. They don't cost anything. Some dignity. Yeah. Just a little bit of humility, that's all. But still, we love it. But a little goes a long way. Yes, it does. <laughs> but uh, we do have the Dean for a limited time tonight, so I just kind of wanted to get to it. Uh, with what he has for horror news and things like that before he has to go and be a real adult while we get to fuck around on the show. Yeah, well, I'm going to drop and, and I'm going to drop out, and but then I'm going to return. You know, like I said, I should be gone for just like 20 to 30 minutes. And based on the time I have to leave, I should be back for the whole second half of the show. Um, but yes, responsibility uh, calls. And, uh, you know, I have to handle my business. And then you make we'll that money, but as yes, exactly. Mundo. Um, so very important in these times. Uh, but you know, with that being said, we do have, excuse me, a whole assortment of things to talk about. Uh, first off, I would like to ask, uh, did anybody get a chance to check out the trailer for the upcoming creep show holiday special? Yeah, I did. Yes, indeed. And yeah, what thanks, are th- thanks for sending that, Dean. 
What are everyone's uh, thoughts on the holiday special from Creepshow? Go ahead, Keith. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it, it's for um, the special for Shudder, the Christmas special. Uh, watch the trailer. Any camp is always great. Uh, I like the direction you're going in with a bunch of killer Santas versus a bunch of killer werewolves on Christmas night. Um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. It looks like it's going to be right in the tradition of creep show and keeping it good, keeping it gory, keeping it festive. What do you guys? Yeah, think? and and uh, to piggyback what you said, it's like you know all of that. But then I'm also really excited that they actually went live action for this one instead of animated like they did for the Halloween one. Um, yeah. So again, just any bonus episodes are just awesome. <laughs> good. Yeah, well, did you cool. get that? You know, there there was being that this is a holiday themed episode. I think what I had originally read. So for this, uh, and this is called Shapeshifters Anonymous. Shapeshifters Anonymous one and two uh, was originally perhaps conceived as like a a whole episode of the regular Creep Show season two, uh, but then it was decided that they didn't want to do like a part one, part two in a regular episode and stick to the uh, two different stories per episode, which uh, put this into the holiday, uh, the holiday realm. And I will say, I, I think the trailer uh, looked looked super fun, and it actually mm-hmm. comes out on Friday, uh, so it will be oh, before sweet. you know it. Yeah, the 18th. Indeed. And uh, you know, with with the gift of hindsight, I you know I was kind of uh, looking back on it, kind of you know let down by the Halloween special. Um, I was really excited for it, especially for the first story. And, you know, I just, I realized that from the very beginning when, when the Creepshow series was just a conceptual idea, that Survivor Type was one of the stories that Nicotero was really excited to tell. Uh, I wasn't thrilled with the outcome based on my love of the, the written word in that story. But oh. this looks fun. Uh, this looks this looks, looks super fun. And I, I will be looking forward to this on, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Google, what did you think of it? Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I did. I uh, I thought, you know, listen. Yeah, you know, no, me, yeah, uh, which first one is and it? Foremost, it's yes, okay? But the reality is, <laughs> one, first and foremost, I love Anna Camp, okay? I've loved her since fucking Pitch oh, yeah. Perfect. The girl makes me laugh. She's great, okay? When your introduction to an actress is her puking all over your fucking judges or your, your audience at the, the beginning of a movie, she's winning in my book. Um, so that being said, you've got Anna Camp in this film, and then you're mixing her in with a, a, a scenario that I'm quite familiar with, with the anonymous scene. So I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, take on lycanthropy or, uh, you know, and, and that ilk along with this invasion of crazy Santas trying to murder them. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun, and yeah, I'm very happy to, to, to see that that is coming out in a couple days. We're tortoise. <laughs> we're tortoise. I cannot wait. I hope we get to see the wear tortoise. <laughs> no, that looks like fun. Definitely looks like. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Dean, because I didn't see it yet, and then when I saw that, I was like, yeah, perfect holiday special for yeah. You know, our, yeah, our it band. looks super fun, and there was like, and and in the trailer, like there was there was a couple of moments of good splatter. Uh, that I appreciated, and you know, uh, I think that uh, you know Friday is my last day of work before uh, a much-needed long break, and I, I will be looking forward, I think, to like settling in with the 
holiday special uh, for some bedtime for some bedtime watching. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be on that, you know, kind of kind of right away. Great. So what else do you got? Uh, Coming is no surprise because everyone involved has been hyping up the level of sheer violence that is going to be presented to us in 2021's Halloween Kills. Uh, It has officially (laughs) been given the rating of R for uh, strong, bloody violence. Uh, and grisly imagery. Uh, and, oh my God! Uh, uh, you know, not that we thought that it would be rated anything else, but uh, hey, the, kids, it, it like actually happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I'm just like after all this hype, though. Man, I'm gonna be laughing my ass off if like it's just even less than the the previous Halloween, and it's just like as fuck in the gore. Because the way they're talking up, man, is get you know, it's just gonna be blood just splattered all over the fucking screen the entire time, man. I hope so. <laughs> I, hope I hope so. Not. I do. I hope they go for it. You know, I I really do. I I hope they decide to to go for it. Um, you know, there'll be more to talk about as far as Halloween kills. We have a whole year. Uh, you know, and I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about over the the, the course of the year. So. <laughs> I, you know, again, uh, for the things that I liked about 2018's Halloween versus the things that I disliked, um, I don't need gore. I do enjoy the violence. I don't feel like the, you know, when you're talking Michael Myers, the original Halloween-style series, which is what this is coming off of, this is a sequel based on the world that John Carpenter's Halloween has built, the gore isn't necessarily the, the selling point. You know, the violence Good can point. be the selling point. The idea of the penetration can be the selling point. The pathos behind why Michael Myers does what, what, what Michael Myers does is the selling point. It was never about the gore. That's Rob Zombie's Halloween. That's a completely different universe. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we live in a world now where we watch Wrong words. That's what's up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you Strong saying, King? You're the big Halloween fan, so. Are we not all the big Halloween fan? I thought we were all the big Halloween Super fan. fan, though. Oh, be quiet, Dean. <laughs> You're going to take a break soon anyway. So what are you what, – what's your thoughts? <laughs> well, that's why I'm trying to get all my words in. <laughs> Please, go ahead, yeah, King. We're no, waiting. We're waiting, King. Spit it out, King. You just – you have to go for gore these days. You just you can't go for suspense anymore because people just don't like it. There's been plenty of slow burn horror films that I've seen that don't have a lot of blood and gore that I've loved. Other people have been like, that's oh, boring. Too slow. You know, waited too long for the violence. And that's the whether we are slashers. You know, they need the blood. They need the tits. They need the violence. They don't like stalk and slash Michael anymore. They want him bursting through walls like Jason and cutting off people's heads. So... That's not my Michael. My Michael is John Carpenter's, but that's where we are. Like, Michael okay. wouldn't burst somebody's head open and sprinkle their teeth all over bathroom floor, but he did in 2018, and people fucking lost their shit over it. So that's, see, uh, that's see, the I don't equate that to gore. I equate that to violence. You know, that I'm okay hmm. with. I'm okay with the violence. It's just I, I don't need a dead-alive level right. of gore. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, and but it looks like they're going for it. 
maybe they're trying to make up for 2018 by saying, hey, listen, that one maybe wasn't so good, but this time we're going to fucking just kill everybody. So you got to see this one. You got double ooh. Oh, wow. That is a graphic. Dude, come on. No crunching, please. So what's next, Dave? Hocus Pocus 2, which we've talked about that's happening, is actually going to be uh, an exclusive for Disney+. Plus. Uh, at original original cast returning, uh, Adam Shankman will be directing. He of the fine cinematic offerings such as The Wedding Planner, Cheaper by the Dozen, What Men Want, and A Walk to Remember uh, will be helming uh, this for Hocus Pocus Two. Uh, there is no uh, release date or or time frame of this going into production, but but it is official. Uh, They're moving forward with Hocus Pocus 2. I believe we covered this on our show a year ago around the holiday time, a pick of the Mad Monkeys. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Sounds like a great choice to direct. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Time will tell one again. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Hocus Pocus 2. You know what? Listen, man, again, this is a a popular film amongst the people yeah, that is. watched yeah. it and enjoyed it then. Um, they, they, yeah. they sing its praises now. I can't knock them for loving something. You know, there's plenty no, of bad something, films no way, man. stuff like that. It's no just way. And they've also, yeah, it's at all. I was disappointed. Yeah, no, of it. course. And it's, it's, it's one of those films that also uh, from that audience that grew up upon it. It's one of those films that has become uh, in the Halloween season. It's become a family tradition. Uh, that is a, a, a film that's like it's a generational film uh, that parents and families enjoy with their kids, and I would imagine that you know there's a lot of excitement about it. So no, of course, like you know, I'm not knocking it. Like I was just making fun of the the films that the director had made, uh, but the focus yeah. focus to itself. <laughs> it's gonna bring it's gonna bring a lot of joy and happiness to a lot of people. So I hope that they do a good job, and the people. I hope that the target audience is satisfied. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, that airs on Apple TV. It's an Apple TV exclusive series uh, of which she is the executive. Uh, (laughs) I'm Samantha. Um, The, uh, um, (laughs) the, (laughs) um, (laughs) so uh, Apple TV, uh, I actually right now have a, have a subscription to uh, because when I not only had I talked about, well, yes, I am. Uh, Not only (laughs) had I talked about when I had to change my phone plan uh, several months ago, which brought me the free year of Disney plus, I actually recently had to get an actual new device, a new phone. And my phone came with a year of Apple TV. So uh, I have not yet got a chance to check out servant. Uh, The second season uh, debuts on January 15th of 2021 
but even though that season has not yet aired, uh, Apple TV this week has announced uh, that they are going ahead with a season three. Uh, now, each of the seasons are, are 10 episodes, and when announcing the, the, the signing up for the third season, M. Night did say that he uh, and the writers have conceptualized this as a, 40, a story to be told in 40 parts. So uh, if he gets his way, uh, we're looking at a four-season series. So I've heard good things about it, but, you know, I'm not going to add a new streaming service to my roster just for one uh, show. But now that I have uh, access, I'll, I will probably check it out. And when I do, I will be sure to report back here to my brothers in heart. Yeah, Apple TV, ah, yeah. I, got, I have because of, uh, because of the phone. Same thing. And, you know, it's one of or those special. where I know. I, uh, it's one of those that I'll look at like <laughs> once every two or three months. Cause I'll remember suddenly, Oh yeah, I have Apple TV. Um, I've yet to like, I've had this now for about a year. So my subscription is probably running out. Um, I have yet Ooh. to watch anything on it whatsoever for all the times that I end up looking at it. I'm like, Oh, that looks like it might be interesting or, Oh, that looks like it might be interesting. And then I just go to some other service and I'm like, Oh, I'll watch this instead. <laughs> That is just just my way. That's I'm just how I do it. I'm just gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Iron Eagle again. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, you Ooh, guys want to talk about Iron Eagle? Chappy <laughs> Sinclair, what? baby. Chappy Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, cocky kid. Mazzy of his old man. And then there's me who listens to nine one one calls to go to bed at night. So that's me. <laughs> so relaxing. What? You used to okay. sleep to nine Come on, one you watch Iron Eagle night? as well. You you know you yep. do. <laughs> yeah, I fall asleep to him. There's a bunch of them on YouTube. So I just put them on and listen to them. Home Invasion ones are great. <laughs> if that's what you like to masturbate yeah. to, man, that's on you, brother. No, that's what he yeah, goes no, to I just sleep to. No, no, because no, I don't he is so... King is so fucked up. That's his white noise. That's his white noise machine to go to sleep to. <laughs> It kind of is. <laughs> bang, bang. Ah! And King is just... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I I saw a sleep one last night. There was a dude in his house was getting broken into, and he just fucking smoked two of these guys that broke in. And you could just hear the guy in the background dying from getting shot, and I was like, this is nice. Did he him first or just smoke him in a bowl? No, he just he pulled out his gun, and he shot these two guys breaking into his house, and you hear the guy in the background dying. And that one whopper, he's like, what is that? And he's like, I just shot him. I was like, good for you, man. Stand your ground. Yeah, good, good for good you, night, man. World. Good for you, man. Does anybody else have snow? So what else is next to you? Uh, no, I live in California. Yeah, you do. How yeah, much snow? Someone quick. just asked about snow. How much snow, how much snow do you guys have right now? Yeah, we lot. got now. We, uh, we're getting hit. Yeah, we, <laughs> go ahead, go. No, I'm, t- I'm done. That's all I had to say. <laughs> no, okay. how much snow yeah, do you have? Right now, we have about six to eight <laughs> inches where we're living. And it's really, really cool just because, like, I, I just went out to right before the show, and it's just everything's covered with about six to eight inches of snow. Uh, the cold winds are whipping by, like, really nice. And it's just. It just reminded me of just that scene where you have Krampus hopping around from rooftop to rooftop chasing the girl. It was just 
pretty like that, where it's just everything, just nice, heavy layer of snow and just nice, strong, you know, nor'easter winds just blowing in your face, man. It's just, it was nice. <laughs> you know, you like right. things blowing in your face. Yeah, I was waiting well, yeah. for Russell running around with shotgun. winter season. <laughs> what, how's the snow looking in, uh, in, in good old Jers there, Ghoul? Uh, over here in Monroe, we've got a couple of inches at this point, man. I've shoveled like three times just to try to keep it clear behind the, uh, behind the car. Um, oh, so you're out there uh, shoveling. So your, your, your lungs are feeling good. Your, your COVID has gone away. Yeah. Again, like I said, man, we've, uh, we've all come back negative at this point. And, uh, oh, you got a negative test. When I spoke to you last, yes. when, yeah, when last, last we spoke, you were awaiting your results. Yes, indeed. That uh, that came in earlier today, and it uh, has come Open back negative. negative. Look at this guy. Yeah, yes, I'm happy about that. I mean, look, was I was yeah, I man. beating hard and fucking out of breath? Of course I was, but that's getting better and better each time, you know. It'll, uh, I take it yeah, easy. Yeah, but a negative test, I'm trying to, this is an important part of that process. Absolutely. Very happy with it. Yeah. All of us are negative here, so all four of us, that's we have funny. survived the COVID. The Rona. The Rona that is, is all gone. It's a Christmas yeah. miracle. Yeah, now it's time. No, never mind. The fucking Hallmark special. The Hallmark special. <laughs> Sorry, Mario it's Lopez. COVID, it's a very COVID Christmas. Very COVID. And Mario Lopez, <laughs> as in an, an ER doctor working in the COVID wing. Uh, the COVID Christmas caroler with Mario Lopez and Lori Rockman, uh fresh from prison. <laughs> it's a very COVID Christmas. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> a couple of, uh, you know, a bit of fun news if you're a, a, a game player of a certain game. Uh, but it has been announced that starting tomorrow, uh, you will be able to purchase the characters of Daryl Dixon and Michonne from The Walking Dead as playable skins in the ever popular Fortnite game. I am not a player of Fortnite, but. Uh, if you are a player of Fortnite and want to uh, try to win your battle uh, with the characters of The Walking Dead, those two popular characters will be available uh, to purchase. And you can uh, wield a crossbow or a katana sword uh, to do your violent bidding. So uh, just a heads up for the Fortnite players out there that might also be Walking Dead fans. <laughs> And the money they sink on skins, man, and it's not even like these skins do anything. Like, all it is is just literally looks. You know, it doesn't give you any extra assets, any extra weapons or anything. But, man, these Fortnite fans, man, they love dropping cash on those skins. <laughs> yeah, they must have a pretty strong community. I mean, I know as far as, like, just the, the general pop culture zeitgeist, it's kind of, like, fallen out a bit. It was like, you know, you couldn't fucking look to your left and not see a Fortnite something you know, about a year ago, and now, thankfully, that's kind of died down a bit, and you know, I guess it's just left to those that are uh, that are big fans of it. Yeah, D- Diva played it for a little while, and it's, I think, on her first, uh, no, on her second time that she tried playing, she got first place, <laughs> and then next couple times, <laughs> she kept getting first place, and she was like, okay, I'm done with this game. I was like, okay, you wow. bitch. <laughs> she could probably make yeah, some Sam. money playing as Playing is the characters of some like twelve year olds out there and racking up some wins for them. <laughs> Sam played for a sneeze yeah. and she was into it and all that stuff and then uh 
I mean, yeah, now if you bring it up, she's like, yeah, no, Fortnite's gross. So <laughs> <laughs> she's over it. Yeah, she's pretty much my finger on the yeah. pop culture pulse as far as, like, the, the youth market goes because she's just one of those kids that's always, like, kind of in the ahead no as far as things like that go. Right. <laughs> All right, Dean, so what else you got? We, last week on this very show, talked about the plan that HBO has put forth to uh, reboot the uh, very popular series they once had called True Blood. Uh, Reboot! The question question that remained uh, at that time was whether or not star Anna Paquin uh, was going to be involved in the reboot. Uh, she has put out a statement or a response to a tweet on Twitter. Uh, the tweet that she responded to was, I don't remember exactly which entertainment periodical uh, it was from. It might have been the Entertainment Weekly Twitter. It might have been like the, um, like the premier Twitter. Uh, it was one of those. And uh, they announced the plans for the HBO remake and her response very simply was, well, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Uh, so I guess as wow. of this time, it sounds like uh, <laughs> she will not be involved. Things, of course, can change, um, but that is what we know so far. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure things will change. And then all of a sudden, she'll be involved somehow, but I don't know. Well, again, I think or the only question we had, because not sh- we weren't sure if they were going with the reboot or is it a continuation of the original series? So I mean, right. that to me sounds like we're probably looking at a full reboot and not so much of a continuation. If she's not hearing anything about it, considering she's the lead character, but also I don't know <laughs> how the series ends. Well, I know she's dead, you know, because I didn't watch it. Would you she even make no, a statement like that if she was dead? You know, I mean, if it's still the first she's hearing of it, it's the first she's hearing of it. I don't think she's going to sit there and go, well, I ain't going to be it because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, spoiler. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Did you guys watch that show? Do you know if she's dead or alive, it. King? Uh, I mean, uh, King or, or Monkey? Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's alive. Uh, yeah, she's alive. That's I mean, you that say that like you're afraid of spoiling gonna, it. I, that I show stopped airing yeah. like six years yeah. ago. I think we're okay yeah, on the spoilers. But you might watch it one day. <laughs> but, but that being said, I did get to check out the reboot of Animaniacs that is now available on Hulu, and I have to say it's funny as fuck. They die at the end, um, The, anima- the, the, the animation is exactly the same. The, Was yes, it a continuation or a reboot? Reboot! It's a, it's a, it's a continuation and a reboot. They they make it very clear in the very first episode that it's a reboot. <laughs> they make it really clear that it's a reboot. Are <laughs> it yeah, you getting paid to say reboot? Do you remember that cartoon series <laughs> but, that used to be on the WB or whatever it was back in the day? It was called Reboot, wasn't it? Back in the 90s? Uh, 3D animated yeah. cartoon called Reboot. Re- reboot. Yeah. Yeah. I used yeah, to have a uh, every time with Reboot. Reboot. <laughs> I think Gilbert really likes Reboot. I think he was a fan of that series. <laughs> yeah, with Bob. But anyway, what else you got, Dean? <laughs> well, 
uh, you know, at this time, I'm going to uh, step away. I'm sure that uh, you gentlemen have plenty to talk about. Uh, I will be back, um, you know, in 20 to 30-ish minutes uh, to rejoin the conversation. Okay. I'm going to hold my ball right. the entire time that, that the, the team is gone. Okay. <laughs> so, in other words, you're not going to say anything or contribute to the show in any way because you're holding your breath. That's we right. got this. content, go man. Be you, go be an adult. You go make that money, boo. Go, go on. Work it, girl. I miss you already, team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All now right. it's time so, for King's favorite. Now, now it's time for King's favorite part of the show. Hey, ghoul, did you watch The Mandalorian? <laughs> oh, you want you guys want to do that first? Yeah, do that. Do you mean the warning call? Go ahead, I'll step oh, away. Of course I did. Now listen, I mean, you know what? We can go over real quick here. We can go over the entire breadth of everything that uh, that Disney has kind of put out there in the uh, the Disney Investors Day thing. You know, they've uh, they announced a whole shit ton of series. They gave a whole bunch of trailers and and sneak peeks and all kinds of hints and shit like that for so many very 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 awesome fucking things. That being said, yes, we had an awesome episode of the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Um, I, I was just <laughs> I was just so excited that they they were able to actually do an episode of the Mandalorian Mandalorian without without with without oh, I'm getting feedback here. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got they were able to or something. Yeah, but they're able to do an episode of the Mandalorian without it being the Baby Yoda show. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like that they actually went that way, you know, that it still had strong writing. It was still continuing the story. And I just like that they just were able to do an episode where, again, it's not the Baby Yoda show. It's the Mandalorian. Not every episode is about Baby Yoda. So here, we're going to give you this action-packed as Grogu. fuck episode. <laughs> Baby Yoda. It very, it very much was a uh, a very action packed episode. Uh, it reminded me a lot of again another property that that's name got got brought up recently. Uh, it reminded me a lot of episodes of Firefly. Um, it had yeah. our very very wonderful Richard Brake in it playing. You know, Richard Brake just doing what Richard Brake does, which is steal the show with that big ass grin of his and his wonderful cadence. And I, I just. The guy is so magnetic whenever he's on screen, um, you know. So he's always a blast, and 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 yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. It, like I said, it reminded me of one of my favorite shows, Firefly, which Disney does now own. And there are grumblings and hints and possibilities of that show coming back as a new series. So, Gore Rom, I'm yeah. ready to see my brown coats return. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, before we close it off, it's just, again, I just want to sit there and put out how every time I get a new episode, I just get so fucking excited, not just because of the story that's going on and because of the characters. I get so excited that they keep giving us these different little things of Star Wars universe shit that we'd never seen before. You know, like everything from the uh, fucking scrapyard at the beginning of the episode to, to the big ass, you know, the new kind of carriers, even new stormtroopers, you know, and just like, I'm just loving all of the background shit that they're giving us that we've never seen before, except Tatooine <laughs> in the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a look into the greater world that is the uh, the Star Wars universe, and this is why 
a series like this with this kind of production and with this kind of money behind it is going to work. Um, and as will a lot of the other series that they're, that they're talking about, you know, we got an Obi-Wan series on the horizon. Uh, they've, they've spoken about an Ahsoka, uh, you know, series coming up to now. And uh, yeah, I, again, um, I, I couldn't be more excited. And they've also kind of, uh, given us the idea of where we are possibly going with the next sequence of, uh, of films with them going into the, uh, the high Republic, which I guess is looking to take place 200 years prior to the prequel series. Um, that will be starting at wow. a comic book and, uh, and yeah. And then from there, who knows where that's going to go. But you know, the one thing that we do get with that, you know, cause you know, obviously the first thing is, is wow, 200 years, Obviously, look, like I've said about the prequel films, I hate prequels mostly because there's only so many things that can occur in said prequels. Yeah. Because you know certain events have to happen or certain people have to live. Um, at least going back 200 years is kind of interesting because you can play around with things. You know, like they said in The Lord of the Rings, you know, legend becomes, you know, whatever it is. Something becomes myth, myth becomes legend, and that's just how it is. So we might learn some things so that, might learn some you know, that, that are different. And there goes that piece back again. Um, yeah. The, uh, it leaves room the big thing to is, play. Though, is 200 is what years back is Yoda is still there. Which is interesting yeah. because Yoda has been around for a long time, so they have certain characters that they'll still be able to bring in, and we might be seeing some some fascinating things from that end. Yeah. So yeah, that that's it for Star Mandalorian Star Wars talk. Star Wars uh, King. <laughs> is there? Oh, is that it? Specific? Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. is there any specific news you would like to bring up uh, here yeah. while we're still talking about horror news? Yeah, there's a couple things, actually, because I know that the dean said he had to dip out, so I, I just cultivated a couple things. Uh, one of them that Sweet. I wanted to talk about, because I'm pretty sure, I know the ghoul knows about this, and I'm pretty sure uh, you at this point would know Monkey, but Evil Dead is getting a video game that's going to be coming out next year. Um, Hell yeah. And it's going to feature the Delta 88, where you could drive it. It also features Ash, a Kandarian knight, Scotty from the original uh, OG Evil Dead, and also Kelly, Fuck the Glock from Ash vs. Evil Dead. My biggest disappointment is that it's only going to be a co-op game. There is no single-player campaign. Oh, re- oh, really? That turned me off. Oh, it's a it's a cooperative-based game. Um, yeah, I mean they may. I mean, look, they did that with the Friday the Thirteenth game as well, where it was multiplayer only. You know, obviously counselors as a team going up against one singular Jason. In this case, obviously right. you're going to be you know the four. People or however many people are playing against, you know, I guess waves of deadites or however they're going about yeah. it. Um, but they might introduce later, if it's successful enough, a single player version with bots or something like that. You know, they they have done that. They did that with the Friday the 13th game, even though it took a, quite a long time for them to do that. All. Yeah, but at the same time, if you got all this and you already got all the graphics lined up, all you got to do is just drop the pieces into their slots, and you can create a, a super quick quest mode. Quest mode. Yeah, single, yeah. You know, I mean, single again, player. I think everything these single days player is all about the, the multiplayer. You know, I don't think they're okay. focusing on story. I think this is supposed to be like balls mm-hmm. to the wall. You know, let's fuck some some bang. some deadites up type of action. <laughs> bang bang, shoot them up. 
amazing. Looked, like graphically, it looked amazing. And just seeing the fact that you could actually drive the classic Delta 88 in the game, I was like, dude, I, like, I hate the fact <laughs> that it's co-op, but I want this fucking game. I want to drive the Delta. <laughs> it's the only thing I'd want to do. Like, I wouldn't be killing anybody. I'd just be driving around in circles in that Delta. Woo! Doing donuts. Like, King, you're not helping. I don't care. I'm in the Delta. You guys take care of those deadites, baby. I can't get a shot when you're doing fucking donuts, asshole. <laughs> Work around me. Work around me, guys. I'll be fine. I'll be over here by the cat <laughs> doing donuts. The king will be getting, you know, N-bombs will be dropping left and right. He'll be going, being called a black guy a bunch of times by some 12-year-old somewhere. God damn it, man. You really suck at this game. Your mom sucks. Your dad sucks. Your mom blew your dad one time. You know, I'm going to come over there. I'm going to fuck your mom and your new stepdad. How about no, that? that's, when, that's when the king would just run him over with the delta. Be like, what'd you say? Yeah, keep backing over him over and over again. I'm dead. You, you can't do anything. You suck my D. You N-word. Yeah. <laughs> it's more vile than some I mean, kids on freaking online gaming, dude. It's fucking, it's just, you know what sucks? You know what really sucks is this. There's a large portion of them and a big le- like a big level of immaturity on my part that finds it <laughs> fucking hysterical and like I can't get the yeah. satisfaction of laughing though you know so the thing is you got to be quick on your mute so that they don't hear you actually cracking up because you know like I don't want to condone what they're doing because what they're doing is really horrible you know they're a bunch of racist little shits but it's fucking really funny sometimes <laughs> It is, and especially when you start talking shit back to him while you're fucking him up, it just makes it even better. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know what? I'm not um, good enough at games to ever really mess them up. They're typically kicking my ass in there. They're 100% within their rights to be making fun of me in every way that they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, King, what you got, man? Um, well, yeah, I got a couple of times. I'm actually trying to go through what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, Nicholas Cage, of course, my, one of my favorite actors oh. of all time. Uh, he's <laughs> going to be in Willie's Wonderland coming up where he battles up against some animatronic monsters, kind of like Five Nights at Freddy. But it came out this week that he's also going to be in a movie by Sion Sonos called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. So Nicholas Cage is going to be starring as a character named Hero who's going to be dressed in a skin-tight black suit with grenades attached to different body parts. He's tasked with rescuing the governor's daughter from a supernatural realm, and if he fails, they blow him up. So essentially, it's basically Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., but with fucking Nicolas Cage and ghosts. I'm in for it. I don't care how bad it is, I'm watching it. Man, this dude just does not take a fucking break, does he? <laughs> no, because he's trying to buy periods and shit. All... Cage is always fucking working, man. <laughs> yeah, because he's got huge debt he's got to work off. <laughs> Yeah, that's Superman debt, you know? <laughs> yeah. for, for, what, from buying all the issues of Superman? <laughs> yeah, he bought that house in New Orleans, so yeah, kind of a lot. But that's what I'm looking forward to. No release date has been set yet. Uh, but this other thing I wanted to talk about is mainly to get your guys' opinion. I'm going to cut to the ghoul first for his uh, thoughts. Um, but HBO Max has become like the premier kind of streaming service right now for theatrical releases. Um, on Christmas Day, we're going to get Wonder Woman 1984, not only in theaters, but also... No, Friday. Max. I think it's Friday. Friday. I'm, I'm going to say Friday. Friday. Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, Christmas Day is Friday. But Mortal Kombat, uh, which is also getting another movie, 
is going to be releasing to HBO Max on April of 2021, as well as Dennis Villeneuve's Dune reboot. Uh, but he is incredibly upset with the fact that Legendary Pictures is agreeing to put this on HBO Max instead of giving it the theater experience. But we're in a time of COVID. People aren't really going to the theaters. I think it's a wise move by HBO Max to acquire these properties and put them on their streaming service. So you buy the streaming service and you can watch the movie. But that's why I said, go, I wanted to get your opinion about this, where these theatrical movies are now being moved to streaming services like HBO Max. And do you think it's a good move or do you think it's just kind of shooting everybody in the foot in terms of theaters? Well, I mean, here's what you got to realize. Warner Brothers is in bed with HBO Max, obviously. And all of the films that mm-hmm. we're talking about here are all Warner Brothers films. Um, you yeah. know, that, that's part of what the deal was when HBO Max got all the DC exclusives, when they got the Zack Snyder cut. They are going to be they the are going to get for the one. Get uh, the fucking feedback uh, the fucking, me, and I'm going to almost guarantee you that that's from fucking the dean. Did we drop them completely? Yeah, we did. Hold on. Let me see if it's from me. Hold on. Give me one second. Oh. Um, so anyway, the, All right, the continue. whole thing with Warner Brothers, they made the deal with, with HBO Max. And look, HBO Max, one – the more money that gets made for HBO and HBO Max, per se, is obviously going to trickle, trickle back to the Warner Brothers franchises. Now, that being said, yeah, are these movies meant to be released in theaters? Yes, they are. And as COVID is starting to, to lessen up and we've got the vaccine and things like that, people are going to start going back to the movie theaters again. But these studios have been sitting on these films losing money. You know, so if HBO is going to give them a couple of dollars to put this out there, then, yeah, I don't blame them for taking it. They're going to hope to maybe make it up in other ways. You know, I think these directors and everybody just need to be happy that their product's going to get seen as opposed to getting shelved and not getting out. Mm-hmm. Monkey, what do you think? Uh, um, on the flip side, though, it's like I, I'm of the opinion, man, movie theaters are fucking dead. It's like it's going to be a long time until movie theaters are back where they are or, you know, back where they were, you know, no offense. Go, I know you fucking love the movie theater, man. You know, and I, and I know the King does. I still have a gone to one. I'm, I'm just saying though, it's going to be a long, long time. And yeah, these theatrical cut films, it's like, yeah, they need to get them out. I mean, cause on top of that, you have all this merchandising that's tied in with it. That like at came, there's merchandise out there right now in the in the stores tied into toy I mean, you know, like toy lines and action figures and all that kind of stuff tied into like movies Woman. that still Well, there's Wonder Woman, uh then there's like the um new Despicable Me movie, uh, you know, stuff like that. I think SpongeBob has another movie coming out, you know, but there's all these franchises and properties out there that have stuff out there now, and no one's buying it because they don't know what the fuck it's tied to, but because they can't fucking see it, you know. Well, like I don't think that I, I'm still waiting for fucking people, Top Gun. I think, I think you have, you know, obviously. Listen, we got to remember too, being that we're in this COVID world where there are a lot of people that don't have jobs, you know, a lot of people that are collecting unemployment, and they have to allocate allocate their their money, you know, in in the proper avenues. Yes. Would those films being out in theaters draw more attention towards these toy lines and all of that stuff? Probably. But at the same time, too, I think people are trying to spend in very specific ways. And now that the holidays are here, 
Yeah. Obviously, maybe some of those things are going to see see the light of day, but you know, then again, yeah. too, people are. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they spend the money on. Yeah. No, but my point was, or was going to be, you know, that I agree with the whole move of getting stuff to streaming, getting the product actually out there, so people can actually just see it one way or another. Like, just get it out there. Stop sitting on your ass. Yeah, I'm t- I'm talking to you, Tom Cruise, with your fucking Top Gun, and not doing anything with it. I want to see that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that one? Uh, Maverick. <laughs> summer, summer 2021 is where it got moved to. Oh, okay. There you it's, go. A, it's a summer movie, you know. It should be. That's listen, you know, if it's done correctly and it's a Top Gun film, it's going to be rah rah USA. So they should be trying to get that around the Fourth of July weekend. You know, that's that's, a, that's the kind of thing that you want to put out at that time because you know you're going to get everybody America. all riled up and ready to go <laughs> and yeah, let's fuck them Ruskies up or whatever it is that they're going to be going with. Um, <laughs> Whoever the bad guy is this week. I don't know. I don't know who the villains are, you know, in this one. So, the uh, it's ourselves. I'm torn. You know, like I just watched Tenet. Finally, Um, you know, that was something that I wanted to see in theaters. Um, I watched it last night. It released in theaters, I think, in like late August, early September. Um, And that was one that I was constantly on the fence with. That and New Mutants to go to the movie theaters and see when theaters started opening up around here again uh, with their their, their limited seating and everything. Uh, But then, you know, finding out New Mutants was releasing on digital when it was, it was like, okay, I can then wait out. And then I saw Tenet was coming, you know, in a couple weeks too. I was like, all right, you know, and then I got COVID. So there was nowhere I could go anyway. Uh, I wish I would have seen Tenet, you know, in an IMAX or in, you know, in any large screen format. It had that scope that you get, that scale that you get from, from his films, uh, Christopher right. Nolan type movies like Interstellar and the Batman films, like, you know, those broad, wide, sweeping shots and these, these huge environments, you know, and even when you're in, a small environment, the way he films it makes it seem so big and wide that, you know, you want to be able to like look around. Now that being said, I watched it on my big screen in my living room and it was fucking phenomenal. Um, I don't know how I felt about the movie yet. because It's fucking, it's, it's wackadoosical as far as like what they, what they introduce. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was, it was a very, a very nice viewing, you know, and uh, and it's something that I wish I would have seen in theater. So, yeah, some movies are, you know, I like you said, I love movies. I love the movie theater. Me it's too, my yeah. favorite fucking place in the world. There's nothing better for me yeah. than sitting in the middle of a theater, losing myself in a giant screen with a big fucking bin of, you know, pretzels and melted cheese and fucking sloppy shit all over me and a soda or a bottle of water and, you know, sitting there for two two to three hours just fucking losing myself in another universe um you can't get that even at home but you know as far as like i don't know i don't have the kind of money to have a fucking theater in my house some people do um so yeah but here's what it is now i'm happy for it as a viewer because it means i'm gonna get to see some shit that has been delayed for fucking ever so i don't mind and i have hbo max so i don't mind so how do you feel about this whole situation king well, like I said, I think it's a smart move by HBO Max to acquire these properties and to put them on their service. One, you have to get the service first and foremost, and that's how you get to watch them. And I think it's just a wise move. You can't go to the theaters. Sit back in your home. You know, just make a bop, uh, thing of popcorn and watch these movies from the comfort of your own home. You don't have to worry about going out. You don't have to worry about anybody sitting next to you. 
unless it's a significant other and you don't want them around you anyway, so you tell them to go to the other room. But, um, you know, it's it's something I'm looking forward to. I mean, the movies that they're yeah. releasing so far, I have no interest in, like Wonder Woman 1984, Dune, Mortal Kombat. I saw the first two uh, the theaters, I want, and I was good. I want to see all of them. No more Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Oh, no, I'll but take it. I'll take it. I'll take every Mortal Kombat movie I can get. Annihilation yeah. was terrible. And I saw Annihilation at the Chinese Theater in New York City. Uh, I was so excited for that <laughs> sequel, um, you know, because I enjoyed the first one as, as, as much as I did. That, like, I went out of my way, you know, with my, my girlfriend at the time to, to go on a date to New York City to go see that turd in theaters, you know, and it was like a big thing. It was like, I was so excited talking the shit up out of it. I'm like, there's no way this movie's going to be bad. It's going to be so good. And I just remember leaving the theater and being like, <laughs> wow, what the fuck did I do? Like, why? Like, wow. Like, I, yep. Yep. <laughs> But I am I am looking forward to to the majority of the films, and you got to remember too, they're not just going to HBO Max. They are releasing in theaters as well. So if people want to go mm-hmm. see them in the theaters, they can. But for the people that don't want to risk going to the theaters because of COVID right now, there is another option out there. Yeah. And in these day and times, I think that's a great wise decision: is put yeah. these movies out there and put them out there in a safe way. That's the key word: a safe way for people to be able to see these new releases. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to, to what the Dean said earlier about those skins of Daryl Dixon and Michonne for Fortnite, uh, Scott Gimple of The Walking Dead, he's one of the showrunners. He was being interviewed recently about the future of the show and everything that he has going on, Walking Dead. So one of the things that he teased was for the tales of The Walking Dead, which is going to be the spinoff telling different stories of different characters on the show, he said that they are planning on bringing back one of the greatest villains in Walking Dead history. So for me, it's got to be David Morrissey, the governor. And I would love to see him come back to play that character once again and tell another story that we might not have seen uh, during his run because David Morrissey was the ultimate. I mean, I know Negan's great, but fucking David Morrissey was amazing as the governor. I will have to take your word for it, uh, Dean. I mean, cool. what do you think, man? The, the king knows my feelings on the governor. You know, that's one of those characters that I was always underwhelmed with. Um, I wanted to like him. Everything that I believed I would mm-hmm. see of him is what eventually I got from Negan. So, you know, for me, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. So, so I'm happy with that. Are you jerking off again, monkey? Yeah, what the hell are you doing? No. I'm um, here. I'm reaching the bridge here. <laughs> Grab a soda. <laughs> but so aside from that, from that uh, he also announced that they are working on a comedy series that's going to be set in the world of The Walking Dead. I have no idea where that what? came from, but yeah, they are working on a comedy series that's going to be in The Walking Dead universe. Uh, so I think is it called Zombieland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's been done. Yeah, it's been done many times. Shaun of the Dead. So comedy with zombies has been done, but I I was like, I just hope they don't go sitcom route. Like I don't want a friend style walking dead comedy show. With a fucking laugh track. <laughs> oh, oh please. I hope to God they don't put a laugh track on. <laughs> just don't need it. 
I hate laugh tracks in general because it makes you feel like you have to laugh. Like there's so many oh. YouTube videos of like friends where they take the laugh track out and it's like, wow, people feel like this is funny. <laughs> like it's just yeah, not, I'm saying I, 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 I fucking hate laugh tracks. It's like I, I will go back and granted, I will like I, I fucking love Three's Company from back in the day. I, you know, mm-hmm. Diva will put it on. I, I'll get stuck just because I, I fucking love John Ritter's. Uh, excuse me, physical comedy in that show, but yeah, I still fucking hate laugh tracks to this fucking day. Oh god. <laughs> what about you? Gold? Yeah, I mean, I'm. <laughs> oh no, listen, I like you know there there have been sitcoms that I've enjoyed. As far as laugh tracks go, yeah, as a kid growing up in the '80s, you kind of got adjusted to them. You, for the most part, you ignore yeah. them. You know, I know, I I know the idea is that they're there to help guide you with what you think is or isn't funny. But you know what? I'm the kind of person that if I find something funny, I'm going to laugh, whether everybody else is laughing or not. Um, right. You know, it usually led to many, many, many an uncomfortable <laughs> scenario for me. So. <laughs> like Django Unchained. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, you know? There have definitely been moments where, yeah, I shouldn't be laughing, or at least, you know, according to, to regular feelings of people, that, you know, that that's not a funny sequence, but it is to me. So humor is subjective, in my opinion. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah, I, I, man. I guess they're just throwing shit out. They're just trying to see what sticks, huh? As far as, like, uh, doing a comedy with this whole thing. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, and, and there was plenty of times when we talked about this ghoul when we went to go see Joker, and there was plenty of moments where I'm fucking cracking up and everybody's looking at me like I'm insane. Like, it's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. Like, you know, well, I'm not going to stifle my laughter just because you're offended. Like, it's just, it's funny, and that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be uncomfortable yeah. and funny. Yeah, don't don't get upset with us because you didn't get dark humor. <laughs> that's obviously yeah. thrown in there for the more fucked up in the audience. Don't well, laugh, look, you know, don't, Not cool. Exactly. I mean, that—that's really what it comes down to. I mean, look, if you found something humorous, believe me, chances are it was done that way on purpose as well. You know, there—we're not mm-hmm. the only people who think that way. You know, and the idea of the Joker, you know, is black humor. It is dark. It is yes. humor. It's comical. It's comical. He is a comic book character. Um, so yes, was Joker a uh, a dark take on that entire character and that tale and that world? Yes, but there were moments of levity in that film. I cracked up when he was talking to himself when he was doing the whole, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> yeah. dance with the gun uh, the, the, in, his living, the, in his living room. Like, hey, hey Arthur, you're a good dancer. <laughs> Thank the, you. The pickup lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then he accidentally shoots the gun. And then scares yeah, the it, out was, of it was bizarre and hysterical, you know? So, yeah, if other people didn't laugh, whatever, man. You guys just don't get it, man. That's on you for missing out. <laughs> so had, Believe me, my, my world is on the Mary Franklin show and giving those jokes. Yeah. Yeah, for, for, he's for, like, fuck yeah, you normal people. Man, it's the cops. Your kid's been run by, hit over by a car. I started cracking up. <laughs> unsettling joke, but it just cracked me up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, that's not funny. <laughs> that, yeah, you went too, you went too far there, King. <laughs> yeah, whoa! Take it back a notch, Joker. <laughs> Gremlins, being a Christmas movie, they have a Christmas offering via Adidas, 
We are offering a pair of sneakers that are colored like Gizmo, brown and white, with his eyes on the heel, and with a green insole that looks like Gremlin skin, where they actually have the instructions on how to care for a Mogwai on the sole of the shoe uh, that's painted green like a Gremlin, and they will cost you $120, and they go on sale on the 19th. Oh, yeah, and guess what? You're not going to get them, and you're going to find them on StockX and eBay for like 700 to a fucking thousand dollars. I guarantee you. <laughs> well, that yeah, being said, no. though, that's that's not actually that bad of a price for a pair of Adidas, man. Regular Adidas usually run about 120 to 150, man. At least they're not jacking it up like Nike is. <laughs> you know, for you know, five hundred bucks for for the Grateful Dead shoes. <laughs> Well, that wasn't what the Grateful Dead shoes cost when you went to buy them from the actual store. They were only like 100 to $200. You know, it was mm-hmm. the aftermarket that's what brought them up to, and again, not $500, man. You're talking about a grand or higher. Um, and they're still at yeah. that point. The, uh, there's a, an entire, like, underground world of people that, that really just buy these shoes. There's an underground trading fucking scene that goes on that I, I'm of the philosophy of this. Any sneakers I'm buying, I'm buying to wear. And I'm buying said sneakers to wear on an everyday usable basis. You know, maybe there's sneakers that I'm, I'm not going to go running around in the mud on those. I do have other sneakers for that kind of shit. But, like, if I'm going to the store, you know, like, I don't own a pair of sneakers that, like, ooh, they're fancy. I'm going to wear those out to dinner. No, I have fucking shoes if I have to dress up, you know. Um, so, yeah, if I could get the sneakers for, like, whatever their regular price is, fantastic. I'm not spending a fucking grand on sneakers. I'm not spending over $150 on sneakers. Shit, you'd be lucky if I spent over $40 on sneakers. <laughs> I said, give me two pair, because I need two pair, so I get to something in my Air Force One. Big boy, something in my Air Force One. <laughs> Sorry. I think the most I've ever spent on sneakers was, uh, I, uh, I had a customer. I guess, you know, they, they they were the rich and wealthy over in Rumson, and they gave me a whole bunch of, like, their, their one son sneakers that he all wore, like, he wore them, like, once, you know? And Shit, one of those people? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so they were like, oh, spanking brand new. Like, these things were fucking clean as a whistle, you know? And he gave me a bunch of Doc Martens, but he also gave me a pair of uh, of Puma suede sneakers. Um, oh, shit. And they were the most <laughs> comfortable sneakers I have ever, ever had. I loved them. So, you know what, when they finally wore through and wore out and had holes and I couldn't wear them anymore, I did go out of my way to find myself a pair and actually buy them. And I think that's probably the most expensive sneaker I've had since I was a kid and had like a pair of fucking, you know, Nike Airs. I, I, I didn't even, like, you know, my, my, my mom didn't understand when I wanted like Jordan, like I wanted Air Jordans, you know, so instead she got me the fucking, uh, the Agassiz, you know, which wasn't the Michael Jordan. She got me like tennis sneakers. For my non-tennis playing man. <laughs> we know how much you play tennis. He, he, he wanted the black and red Air Jordans, and he, he got the, the white and gray Agassiz. They were like white, gray, and yellow. Yes, low-cut fucking tennis sneakers, you know. Whatever. I mean, they were still Nikes. Don't get me wrong, man. They were still Airs, and that's all that counts. And eventually I got, like, Reebok it's, pumps and shit like that. I shouldn't sound like it's I, all right. I, I, Unhappy man, my, she, my fucking mom. She, fucked me up for years, dude. dude she, he, he, 
She made up for it now, though. <laughs> she made, that was with it. She was Xbox making up for the Nikes. <laughs> she made up for the Nikes by giving you an Xbox. <laughs> Again, you, she, you know, we were trying to score another PlayStation because I guess my sister uh, wants to get one for her husband for for a Christmas present, and Best Buy had uh, had gotten a restock like yesterday, I think it was, and uh, yeah, that that didn't happen. I got, I got, uh, I got it into the shopping cart. After like waiting, you had to wait till like the thing said like please wait, please wait, please wait. All of a sudden, it said add to cart. It says if if you get that button, hit that button and try to fucking get through to the checkout as quick as you can. Got it to add to cart. I got it to checkout. And when I hit the button to like actually start entering my fucking shit, it came up on the top with a message like oh there's been an error and you know this is no longer available. Oh, I was like, oh man, so close, so close to nailing the second one, man. That would have been fun. <laughs> Um, so my last thing I want to talk about before we get into the movie here tonight um, involves the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which is going into its final season on Netflix, which oh. premieres next year. They actually <clears throat> have the original Aunt Zelda and Hilda, Beth Broderick and Cal and Rhea, returning for the final season for a cameo uh, to play the original oh, Aunt cool. from the 90s, Melissa Joan Hart series. Uh, so Miranda Ott and uh, Lucy Davis play them on the, the Netflix show. So they're getting the original ants back kind of as a fan service to the 90s uh, Melissa Joan Hart series. You will not see Melissa Joan Hart because she is very, very Christian, and the show is very, very satanic. So you will not see no. her make an appearance as the OG <laughs> Sabrina because she's very much about the Pure Flex movies now. Like, God's not dead, too. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things yeah, I, I love about the, the new series of Sabrina is how much they just throw Satan up there and are completely comfortable with it. Sorry, Ghoul, what were you going to say? <laughs> No, no, that's one of those that I have to uh I have to finish out. I got, you know, however far I got in that series and then just kind of stopped and I still got some some catching up to do on that one. Yeah, I did the same thing. You know, I I took a break for a little while and then I went back in and I just finished up season 3 not that long ago. So, I'm I'm ready for season 4. I just I Riverdale too, you know. Yeah, Riverdale I'm all caught up. So, I'm just waiting for the next one. I remember <laughs> that is I don't even think they made the we announcement like yet. We finally yeah. started watching again like yesterday. So we got we got eight episodes to go. And uh yeah, God I love looking at Cheryl. Just <laughs> <laughs> even thinking about it is like a total distraction. Um yeah. Yeah, well, no, I know, back, I, back I, at the I game know, <laughs> I know there's one well, listen, man. She, <laughs> King will tell you that. That girl's a looker, dude. Oh yeah. And she and she sells those Fabletics <laughs> pants, dude. I swear to God, they're so form fitting. It's not even fair. It's it's not nice. It's not right. It is. It's wrong. It's it's right, but it's wrong. But I know before we get to the movie, which again, you know, obviously there's a lot to talk about with the movie. Um, I know sure. you have one other thing that yeah that you had sent for us though to to watch. So we did watch it. Psycho Gorman. So please tell us what that's about. Yes. Uh, Psycho Gorman is coming to us from one of the creators of The Void, Stephen Kostansky. Uh, and essentially the plot is these two kids find an alien that's crash landed into their backyard. And they find that there's this crystal that can control this particular alien who's just hell-bent on destruction and killing everything in its path. So while they have this crystal, they can control him, and he's desperately trying to get it back. Uh, so the first trailer dropped. I shared it to you guys on the group chat. And I, I'm so ready for this fucking movie. It's not even funny. Just because it brought me back to the 80s when I was a kid. 
and seeing two kids and alien and it's like it's being the rated R E T Mac and me that you kind of want, but you never knew you wanted. <laughs> um, I fucking loved every second of that trailer. So, uh, Ghoul, what do you think about the trailer for Psycho Gorman? Oh, I didn't watch it. No, I'm just kidding. I did watch it. Um, <laughs> I, I thought, yes, you know what? It definitely harkened back to the 80s. Um, that's exactly what I felt. And it is R-rated. That excites me yes. that is if this is the case. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's one thing that I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. figure out. I couldn't figure out if they were going the route of this being like a kid friendly, you know, kind of horror film, but you know, uh, no, that, that yes. Awesome. That just makes me so much happier too, because it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Monkey, you watch it. What do you think? Yeah. Same thing here is just, again, you know, give me those eighties feels, uh, you know, Spielberg like vibes, you know, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, but wasn't sure if it, you know, like the ghoul said about its rating. So I wasn't sure if like they were gonna maybe, you know, push it for a PG thirteen or something like that. But the fact that they're even going past that and going to R, it's like wow, you know, so you're gonna take, you know, family friendly Spielberg and then push it a little bit further for those of us that grew up in the eighties with this stuff and give us a little bit more mature content. So I think that's pr- pretty cool. Yeah. Loved it. And yeah, they, they already said before the trailer came out that they were going for a hard R, complete violence, complete gore. But I love how the trailer tricks you into thinking that, yeah, I could probably let my kids watch this. It might be fun. But then once you see Psycho <laughs> Gorman tearing people apart, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah, but you know what? Though, that also might be, it might be a case in which we get something similar to like uh, what they did with Deadpool 2, where they'll have a second yeah. cut, which might actually be somewhat family friendly. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> It looks like they could do that. That could be coming. Show. Yeah, That's who knows? I just, I, <clears throat> I just, I love the fact that you know they're doing this in that way where the kids control the crystal, and you know he's just constantly trying to get it back. He's like, I wish I could fucking kill you kids right now. I just wish I could fucking kill you. I'm like, yeah, you can't though. <laughs> I got your crystal. <laughs> like, I was like, I just, I, I'm looking forward to it. I know it comes out next year, I believe in April, and then there's going to be a premiere on Shutter. So. Stay tuned for that, you know, when it comes out. Because if it lands on Shutter, I'm definitely probably pick that for one of my picks next year. So, you know, sight unseen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm for Because I love Stephen Cassanti. He's worked on The Void, The Editor. Um, he's done a ton of the, the movies that I just fell in love with that has that 80s vibe. Um, so, looking forward to it. But uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, let's get into movies tonight. No, let's get to it. All right. So, tonight... To celebrate the holidays, which is coming up next week, I picked Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 from 1987 and directed by Lee Harry. Mental patient Ricky Caldwell is being interviewed by Dr. Henley Bloom. He recounts not only his own crimes, but those committed by his older brother, Billy, who dressed as Santa, butchered numerous people years prior before being killed in a kid mother superior of their foster home. After killing Dr. strangely with audio tape, Ricky escapes the hospital and dressed as Santa, sets out to do what Billy couldn't punish Mother Superior for being very naughty. Um, I had seen this movie years ago uh, in a dual pack that I had uh, with the first one and this one. And the only reason I wanted to check out part two back in the day when I was a kid was because of one particular sequence that became a huge fucking in the internet. Garbage day! And I was like, I was fucking, okay, I don't know what this is, but I need to see it. And it turns out that it was <laughs> part two. So I checked it out and I fell in love with it. 
I saw the first one, and I'll talk about the differences as we talk about Billy and Ricky and their differences as psychopaths. I felt that Eric Freeman was having such a great time playing this character, and you could tell, and I think it's what made me really enjoy it even more. Uh, but, Ghoul, what did you think about Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2? Okay, so, you know, for me, I uh, I have a history with the original film um, and this mm-hmm. movie. I saw them both in the 80s when, you know, I don't know, I guess I was probably, this he said was 87. So yes. my guess is I probably saw it around 88. I would have been like 10, 10 years old when I saw this. The first mm-hmm. film fucked me up like big time you know it was one of those where it was like one of those horror movies that just seemed to like take it a little bit too far and as a 10 year old Mm -hmm. who had just been introduced to like friday the 13th nightmare on elm street stuff like that this that movie just seemed to go like a little bit off the fucking rails so cut (laughs) to the sequel now which is one of those first experiences for me in which you know, this movie spends half of its time literally recapping the first film with scenes from the first movie. Like, they really cut all the quarters that they possibly could have cut. They use half of the first film. All It's like a best of, <laughs> of part one being played for the first 40 minutes and whatever amount of seconds, which is half the runtime yeah. of this movie. Uh, the second half of it which is funny, is the half that I really don't remember as much. You know, I didn't remember that. There's like a, a swollen Scott Bayo running around, like, like killing people. <laughs> um, you know, the fact that, that Ricky changes from one actor to the other over the course of a one-year difference in his life. He goes from being, yeah. you know, <laughs> eyebrow boy at 17, you know, killing people with the red car to eyebrow guy with, you know, with gigantic muscles at 18, killing the fucking the guy with the tape recorder, um, or whatever the, uh, the 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 heavy in the uh, the the back of the restaurant or whatever sure. it is. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yep. Rocco, Rocco is the guy's name. Yes, yep. So that being said, what do I think about it? I, you know what? Again, I'll have a soft spot for in my heart for this series forever. Because yep. when I saw it originally mm. and, and what it is, you know, what it means to me, mm. I can't show it to my kids. Because how messed up certain things are, but you know it is what it is. It's a fucking fun, fun '80s horror film. Yeah. All right, monkey. What do you think about the movie? <sighs> you really want me to tell you how to think about this movie? Are you sure you want me to tell you how I feel about this movie? Because it's a doozy. I mean, some <laughs> you hate it, so we can move on. There we go. No. Um. No, seriously. Uh, this movie, I was I was worried, King, because I'd never seen Silent Night, Deadly Night one, so I I wasn't sure how this movie would. No, that I. <laughs> well, that was, the that was the awesome thing. <laughs> that was the awesome thing because this movie you don't need to. This movie, like Nicole said, is a best of for part one, and then you just get the awesomeness of part two t- tacked on top of it, where it's like you know you have you know, um, action movie extra guy, you know, number three as your main character. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just the way this guy was jacked and the way he looked and stuff like that. I'm shocked that he did not get more roles in the 80s in action right. movies. Like, he 
he seriously, seriously had the, the classic look of shit. It's like while we were going through all of his flashbacks and stuff like that, I was waiting for a montage where we we're going to learn where he learned fucking martial arts, you know, and him just <laughs> learning kung fu or something. It, it perfectly would have fit in. But, yeah, it's just this movie was just so much fucking fun. It's just, wow. I, I, I yeah. The, yeah, thanks, King. It's just, man, the, this I could, yeah. <laughs> it was just so much. Those like dogs dead. But yeah, that's the thing that the the ghoul just said. The, the great thing about this movie is that unlike a movie like Evil Dead Two, where it's a sequel but kind of not, it's kind of like a reboot. This movie gives you everything you need to know about the first one without ever seeing the first one. It gives you the best stuff. With Ricky being in a mental institution, being interviewed by Dr. Henry Bloom. And going over what Billy did, you know, how he dressed up like Santa, working in Ira's toys, how he knows any of this happened beyond my scope, because he wasn't there for any of it, but he remembers. Brother told him. You know, <laughs> he says you know. it. He says it. There's a line. He says, my brother told me all of it. Yeah, but, but how could he when he got they, shot to death at the, at the orphanage? They were yeah, at the orphanage his, together. Ricky was at the orphanage in the first movie. No, I know, but when Billy came in at the end to kill Mother Superior just as Santa, he got shot to death in front of his brother. Yeah. So how okay. would he recount okay. everything that happened? Yeah. So oh, okay. That's so all the all stuff. The police reports in the newspapers. I'm sure Ricky got told okay. everything that his brother did. There you go. <laughs> by, by Mother go ahead, Superior. Go ahead, <laughs> no, I was gonna just uh, um, support you that yeah, all the stuff them growing up. Yeah, you know, Billy would have told, but then the stuff of the night of the killing, he wouldn't have known about it because, like you said, he died at the end of the night. Uh, th- that being said, it's like, seriously, it's like, I just got to sit there and jump ahead real quick and just go to the straight to the toy store. It's just, I fucking love the toy oh, store yeah. just because, again, it was it was 87, and it was just great to see all of those uh, toys that we were growing up with in the 80s there on the shelves and just in the boxes. Well, the first I was movie was, what, 83, 84? 84. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why you had a whole bunch of Return of the Jedi toys and stuff like that all over the place. So I just love mm-hmm. seeing all the classic <laughs> toy boxes. All right, sorry, as as we were. All the shittery, <laughs> all the shittery old-style Halloween masks that you get with the uh, oh, yeah. rubber band thing on the back of them, man. Creepy yeah. looking as hell. And the Co- box. Okay, yeah. costume in a box. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's great to kind of have the recap because you did find out what happened to Billy and why he became that way but it's great seeing it because this is a kid that when he was very young watched his mother and father be killed by a guy in a Santa suit he and his brother get to this orphanage and the mother superior being the fucked up witch that she is is like oh fuck that whatever he can get over it and he needs to just see past this like okay he's going to have PTSD for the rest of his life but don't worry about it. Let's have him sit in his lap. He'll be fine. Well, <laughs> the mistakes well, that she just, made. Yeah, well, not just murder, but rape and murder by Santa Claus, yeah. you know, on your mother. You know, so, yeah, you know, that's a double wedding. <laughs> well, that's, that's the yeah. thing that I couldn't remember. Okay, so here's the thing, and this is the thing that I always yeah. end up forgetting because in my memory – as far as the first film goes. Now, we covered the first movie back in the original very version of, of yes, Dr. Terry. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
the one thing that always blurs me in my mind. I remember the rape sequence being more graphic. I remember there being it an is. actual rape. It is, right? Yeah. Okay, so when we watch it in the sequel yeah. here, they're only cutting through real quick, and we don't really see the rape. We just see him cut, he ripped open her shirt and cut her throat. But that's not how it happens. He actually rapes her, right? Yep, yeah, he assaulted her. Okay, okay. okay. I and then you cut her throat and that. No, well, they show it in the sequel here. They showed it in the in his memory sequence. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot darker and it takes a lot longer. But they're they're kind of like cutting it real fast to show you that they're both dead okay. and Billy is in the woods. You know, it's basically people saying that. I remember as a kid seeing it and it being so like to me at the time, so like just graphic and like horrific and and horrible. Um, but then I remember watching it when we covered it and being like, wow, it wasn't as bad as like what I guess in my head and what the reputation of this, that movie has, you know, it's one of those that it's considered like real controversial. And I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. It's obviously controversial yeah. because you have Santa Claus doing, you know, a guy in a Santa suit doing yeah. what he's doing. Um, yeah. But regardless of that, like I just, it wasn't as graphic as I guess my own memory had made the sequence. But, you know, again, it's one of those where I, I only, I've only seen that movie like a handful of times now. And it's like, you know, like I always want to go back and just watch the first one. So. And that's a great point you bring up, Ghoul, is just because uh, that was the other thing about Silent Night, Deadly Night, is if you grew up in the 80s and the early 90s and stuff like that, the VHS tape was always there on the rack. And yeah. that movie had a reputation. That movie mm-hmm. was, you know, known as one of those ones that will fuck you up. You know, it, like, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'd never seen it before, but I had lots of other friends who saw it and all that. Again, late bloomer watching, you know, you all know that. But it's just, again, you know, hearing people talk about the movie and just how fucked it was. And, you know, it was one of those movies that around Christmas time was a slumber party must have. Rental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Um, but yeah, and it was it was one of the first movies to be successfully pulled from theaters because mothers getting together and protesting and saying, TriStar, take this fucking movie out of theaters because the killer Santa and how dare you and we can't parent our kids the way we want, so just take this movie out of here. So it was successfully <laughs> taken out of theaters. Yeah, yeah we just can't tell our kids, hey, hey, you hey, you can't see this movie. <laughs> yeah. Or that Santa really isn't killing people. He's actually really good, and this is just a movie. Like, but that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. Here's, here's the thing, okay? Here's where, as, as a parent, you know, and just to play the devil's advocate on there, why, as a parent, should you ever have to have that conversation with your child? True. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're, you're bringing your child up, and if, you're, if you truly believe in what Christmas is about, you know, and your, your child is, is, is brought up on, you know, the idea of what Santa does and who Santa is and St. Nicholas and everything, like, at no point should there ever have to be a conversation in which you're like, oh, yeah, well, don't worry, Santa Claus doesn't really kill people. That's Krampus' yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just with Eric Freeman taking over the role as, as Ricky Caldwell, yeah, I really did enjoy him in the sequences that he has with Doctor Bloom. Like right away from meeting him, he goes "fuck you, Doc," like without even saying a beat. Like just "fuck you." Yeah. You think you're gonna understand me? Nobody understands me, not you. So let's just get this over with because I know I'm gonna be locked up for my crime. So the great back yeah. and forth that they had was appreciated. In between the flashbacks. 
where you have Ricky in the room reacting to things. You know, like when he's reaching out to Santa Claus with his hand, and he's like, Billy, Billy, like, you know, just reacting in real time, <laughs> seeing that memory play out in his head. Like, it just, it was great. And that's the dichotomy between Billy and Ricky in those two movies. Billy, the, the character, was much more of a silent killer. Like, he would say naughty and punish when he was killing people. And when you see Ricky do it, he's having much more fun. He doesn't give a fuck if he's been naughty or nice. He just wants to kill. Like, he just likes the to actor kill is having a blast. He's, yes. He is completely like a PTSD nightmare come true. You know, he's got all of <laughs> yeah. this, 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 this deep psychoticism that, like, you're amazed that, you know, you can just see that it's a, it's a comment on the whole idea of like the Catholic school upbringing that it was because right. for them it's like all the kid all the kid needs is a loving home and he's going to be perfectly fine like listen man the kid is twitching out on a regular basis when he sees the color red lady <laughs> like this this ain't good yeah. the actor playing this knows he's in a bad movie which is great oh, yeah. because he is playing it to the T the most expressive thing on this guy's face are his eyebrows there were moments where yeah. I saw his eyebrows I swear they moved faster than like the actual eye could keep up with. I think the IMDb page actually mentions how many times his eyebrows moved in the movie. But I also love just his tone, his sneer. You know, like constantly yeah. trying to do like a, you know, just the, you know, the Billy Idol lip the entire time while, you know, beating <laughs> his eyebrows up and down and stuff like that. And Why just trying to down. be like, it's just, the it's just trying to be like a, it's like just trying to be a really bad Disney villain. Just, <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. I really did. <laughs> Would have made a great Gaston. But, <laughs> <laughs> but also with Ricky. Like, he does get a family. Like, he does get adopted by uh, the Rosenbergs. And a Jewish they, family, they no less, which they home. did not play on that enough. They needed to play no. on that. Like, nope. they specifically yeah, sent them with a Jewish family to avoid Christmas stuff for him. <laughs> like, yeah. there were little well, they, deep things that were thrown in here that they yeah. just never yeah. actually, like, played with. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he did, they, he did drop the line about something. I think it was like they had nothing to do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Happy Chanukah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> and, you know, they, they give him the life that he wanted, you know, mother and father and him, even though he does have PTSD with seeing the color red and reacting to things in a certain way. Like, they're, they None. don't want to give up on him. <laughs> like, they, that's their son, which I thought was great for a horror movie. Like, you have this kid that's all fucking twisted, but yet they don't want to give up on him. So they're going to keep raising him into a teenager. And unfortunately, the father dies, and that kind of leads Ricky off the beaten path to take a lot of walks. And seeing a couple getting amorous, having a picnic, and oh my God, Eddie. Like, an almost disgusting fucking character with his girlfriend Paula. And, you know, bitch. I think it's It's another another almost acceptable rape sequence. You know, we got that in in the first movie where she almost gets raped. Billy does what he does, and then the girl gets mad at him. Uh, And then we're seeing it all over again, you know? They're playing the same beat, except this this girl's actually thankful. She's thankful. Yes, that's what I was going to say, yeah. When he backs over the guy in the red Jeep a bunch of times. Over and over. (laughs) 
<laughs> he walks over to him and says, thank you. Like, she doesn't go, oh, my God, what would you do? You fuck, like, you killed him. No, she's thank you. And that's all he needs. Like, he's like, okay, you got it. Like, he's protecting her from this naughty guy, you know, that, she's that doing tried to rape deeds. And we see that yeah. as a murder that Dr. Bloom didn't know about because he's revealing himself and he's revealing these things that he did, like when he's working at the restaurant and he sees the guy getting beaten up by the bookie. And he's like, I'm actually enjoying this. I actually hope you don't pay me back because I get to do this. Punch you right in the kidneys. I fucking love that scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just love well, the fact that he uses an umbrella. He's, gonna, he's got it. He's going to make that last bet, man, and he's going to win it all. Yeah. Like a <laughs> yeah. True, uh, true gambler, man. But but this was the scene where it's like I was thinking, you know, he's definitely got that cut for action movies just because you see him in the super tight T-shirt. And he's all, almost got that Van Damme kind of look, you know, and then well, he's just, I thought he looked like Van Damme, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but then he goes to take on the heavy, like the ghoul said, with only an umbrella. <laughs> That's all he needed to use. And, then, and then gets all penguin on the on the Batman there <laughs> and stabbing Ooh. him. I just love this effect here. It's like we didn't have a lot of effects in this movie. So the fact that we actually got to have a fun practical effect here, I fucking loved it. I was fucking roaring. <laughs> yeah, where it popped out of his back and then all of a sudden it started the rain. I think that's just so yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they were hoping it would run. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they were hoping that the blood would run off of it, but whatever they used was too, like, it either stained it or it was too thick, so it didn't actually, like, run off. It just, yeah. like, stayed there. Yeah, I thought the yeah. same thing. I was waiting I was waiting for it to start running and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, you didn't use Caro. You, you used actual paint, you <laughs> dumbasses. You used, like, dye or something, you know? Yeah, I guess I couldn't afford the Caro. <laughs> for that. <laughs> I found it funny though that the, the I think too like you know and again it almost makes me wonder if this is almost like a uh, like a Nightmare on Elm Street two type of, of deal where like the people that are making the movie know that they're making a film that you know look maybe the studio is not paying all that much attention they're trying to cash in you know four years mm-hmm. three four years after the the original film's cult success and now they're just trying to pick it up um, age gaps that you end up getting with the character how like when Ricky is 12 he looks like he's 8 you know and then when he's like I said when he's 17 you know a year later he turns into big buff you know big buff Ricky guy where it's like like it didn't make any sense how he went from that character to that character but maybe they were also trying to stay within the the timeline because if everything took place in 84 and, and all of that stuff, you have, to, you have to avoid the Friday the 13th time trap that, that we end up having. Yeah, but what the fuck well, did he do? Like, did he just do a shitload of weights in juvie or something? Had to have. Especially in that scene when they start talking about Jennifer, his girlfriend, that's the only person he ever really loved. When they had that sex scene, I was like, this guy's fucking chiseled from marble. <laughs> you, know, you know, I was like, man... Uh, this guy's got a physique, you know, but it's one of those, like, yeah. it's one of those sex scenes where it's just super fucking just uncomfortable because it's so slow, and they're just kind of laying on each other naked, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't like sex, yeah, but yeah, well, just she, get this. She's always fun to look at, man. You know what? She's the girl from Friday the 13th Part 7. She played Robin. Robin, the, uh, yeah. The, yep. the, the brunette hair, and uh, she gets with the yep. one stoner guy or whatever. Great rack, man. Great rack. <laughs> Well, it's just that was the other thing is in this 
in this movie, um, <clears throat> our lead seemed way more comfortable showing off his body than she seemed to be showing off her body during the love scene. It seemed like she was trying a lot of doing a lot of camera moves so that they weren't showing a whole lot. Yeah, and it's just you know those kind of things, to hide them, you know. Yeah, it's just again <laughs> yeah. making me feel uncomfortable because the actors don't seem comfortable themselves. Yeah, but it's just I honestly miss movie theaters because this movie had that movie theater sequence where there's only <laughs> three people in it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I miss movies. Yeah, but what other fucking loud mouth, man? Excited. I would have killed that dude. I love that he does. <laughs> I love that Ricky gets pissed, and you have the one, the guy, he's like, yeah, whatever, this fucking movie sucks, right? It's the first movie playing again. <laughs> it's the opening movie, the opening scene of Silent Night, Deadly Night, where the evil Santa yeah. robs the store. When he robs oh, the that store in the first movie? Did. Yes, that's what I said to the cool girl, too. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> it's the guy that actually killed his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy They're shit. They're playing the opening, and... I love it when he kills the guy in the back and you see the legs fly up in the air and he's committing a murder. Nobody notices. They're just so attracted, uh, attracted to this movie. While Chip, the ultimate uh, John Cryer meets, you know, uh, filmmaker Hall, 80s guy. You know, oh, see, because I, 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 I couldn't just, figure uh, him out. Oh, so, uh, uh, <laughs> shit. Anthony Michael Hall meets John Cryer. Wait, SLC Punk. Who's the actor, King? Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I was getting I, I was getting huge Matthew Lillard vibes off of him. <laughs> yeah, good call. You said Matthew Lillard gave you a huge boner. What did you say? Exactly. Yeah, well, doesn't he all? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I get it. While the theater, I was getting that like that punk type of vibe off of him. Like he was trying yeah. to play that. But then when you see him by the car, it's more like he's a soch, you know, for us. So yeah. Oh, my God, like, yeah. The, the pop collar and the, the letterman shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but it sounds like we're joined by the Dean. Dean, are you here? Uh, yes, I am. I am here. Okay. I'm here. I've All returned. Right. I, I, would, uh, I would like to apologize that my 20 to 30 minutes was more like an hour. It was not anticipated to be so long. Dude, it's cool. It's just before we get into anything else, how about you tell us what you thought of the movie? I mean, <laughs> I mean look, so I hadn't seen this in like, fuck, man, I don't even know how long. I mean, so long that like I barely even remembered it. And Ghoul, if I'm, if correct me if I'm wrong, did I not one year purchase you for like Christmas like the double DVD of Silent Night, Daily Night, and Silent Night, Daily Night Two? If you did, I don't recall it. I don't have it still, which wouldn't make any sense to me. There'd be no reason for my ex to have kept it. You know, I would think it would be in yeah, my I feel, uh, I feel like DVD collection. Yeah, I feel like I did though once. I mean, I know I didn't have it in mine, but I, 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 I whatever. Um, I forgot like how like many scenes they interspersed uh, from the first film uh, with the flashback the movie? To the story. I totally forgot about that. What's that? <laughs> you mean half the movie? Yeah, yeah. Like this, I mean, it had a short running time to begin with, um, and, and, and just forty minutes like, oh, of it was um, flashback. Yeah, I mean, look, this it's 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 super fun, man. I'm glad this was the pick. It was, you know, 
Uh, not really a trip down memory lane because I didn't really remember any of it, but this is, this movie's just ridiculous. It's got all the stuff that you want from the 80s. It's got some titties. It's got some blood. It's got some <laughs> fucking Santa Claus running around. Um, you know, this was just fun. Like, I, I was really looking forward to the pick, and, um, you know, it just, I, just felt, I just felt happy watching it. I'm glad. Yep. We're at the we're at the scene theater where Chip is trying to hit on Jennifer. She's not having any of it. We have Ricky killing two guys in the theater. Nobody knows, and he's really into this movie. But then we cut to a couple of days later where he's walking down the street and we see Chip working on his car, and he's like, "Oh man, don't you remember Jennifer when I fucked you in the back of this car?" Oh no, Ricky's mad. <laughs> <laughs> he thought she was a virgin. <laughs> oh! Immediately grabbing on the chip and just charging up a battery the only way you know how by shoving it into his fucking mouth. <laughs> Practical effect number two. Just, sometimes AAA isn't available. <laughs> yeah. And I love when Jennifer's like, "Oh my god, you fucking killed him!" And then she goes, "Uh oh." <laughs> She's about she to get out. She gulps. She audibly gulps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he grabs that car antenna and strangles her to death. But that's when you get Barney Fife, the rent-a-cop, pulling up. <laughs> hey, man, put your hands up. I know what you do. I know how to use this. Well, Ricky knows how to use one too. You right here. <laughs> I fucking lo- I fucking loved rent-a-cop though because I was like, wait, is that an actual cop? And then I was like, because I was paying attention. No, I was paying attention to the badges. On the side, it says security. And the I was like, oh, the yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, your neighborhood cop. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. He's neighborhood security. Doesn't last long because Ricky knows how to use that gun. But this is like my favorite part of the movie. When he gets number. that gun, he just goes, <laughs> and laughing as he has the gun. And the guy comes out of his house, hey, what's going on in here? Bam. Guy gets shot. He's gone. And then you have the classic a- line of the guy carrying out the trash cans garbage day. Damn, that guy is dead. <laughs> and the entire time, he like I, I just kept thinking he was doing like the worst Roddy Piper laugh he could possibly think of. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's well, having his like, best time. Well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? It's like you you realize that he doesn't know how to act, and they're telling no. him to act crazy. So his idea of acting crazy is to laugh randomly, then look angry then be pensive, then laugh again. Like, he's going through every possible emotion over the course of, like, three seconds. <laughs> but we, and then but to cap we it off, that. you get the car coming down the road, and he just starts unloading on the car. And then finally he gets it, like, bingo! And then it fucking flips and bursts immediately into flames. I think, amazing. Okay. style. All it, cars explode. Yeah. <laughs> they must yep, explode. And I fucking, yep, and, and I, I fucking love it. Again, the... the, 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 the Go ahead. The king was Go talking ahead, about the 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 laugh, and I just I love the laugh uh, right before he shoots at the car. <laughs> and I love the <laughs> fact that he shoots the car like it, and the, like the bullet hits the grill, but like the explosion, like it looks if you watch it, it looks like the explosion like ignites and starts from like the back seat area. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 still, and then uh, the slow Miami, Miami Vice stunt. Oh, go ahead, Dean. 
It's just, and then just like the slow stroll, like down the middle of the street, gun in hand, like smiling and laughing, like right down the middle of the street in broad daylight. I fucking love it. Until he reaches the cops uh, that are waiting for him. And he thinks he has one more bullet left so he can blow his brain. I love the cops. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't kill yourself. Yeah, I'm like, do it. Yeah. I wanted to be an engineer. But literally a second ago, they're like, you know, they're like, put it down, man. We'll put you down, man. We'll put you down. And then he goes to put the gun to his head. They're like, no, no, it's not worth it. It's like literally a second ago, you were all ready to unload on his ass. And now you're just like, no, no. I think law enforcement, you know, for for realistic purposes, yes. If they have to take somebody down, they're going to. But they don't want to for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he's a white guy. <laughs> You're white. You're successful. You're good looking. Don't do you it. You could have a fucking rocket launcher and, pointed at him. You know what I mean? And, and, and still going to fucking and let, question. And like the ghoul said, this is a white social neighborhood in the 80s. We can't let a suicide happen here. It'll bring the property values down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure he's out of Something that's not drug related. <laughs> <laughs> But when we get back from this this flashback, we cut to the room, and he has killed Doctor Bloom with the tape from the recorder. I was like, "That's amazing. That's eighties for you." He strangled him to death with the flimsiest fucking recorder tape that you could possibly have. Yeah, seriously. By nineteen eighty seven, they were using such cheap tape that like it wouldn't have been strong enough. It was like nineteen eighty two. Maybe you can make a case for that. <laughs> when he gets out, when he walks out of that room, you hear that one guy shout, "Oh my god, he got out!" <laughs> <laughs> I was and, dying. And, and, like, yeah, and you know the one orderly that was trying to keep an eye on him was like, oh shit. Oh, the one black guy that did the no, no, no with his finger. <laughs> and no, you know what I realized too. When we talked, when we just brought up that tape, and it just popped into my head now. Who the fuck on 1987 was using a fucking reel-to-reel recorder? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, they were behind the times of that institution. Uh, let's hear. I think they borrowed it from the set of Evil Dead Two. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> but now Ricky has broken out of the institution and he's heading for Mother Superior, where again he doesn't know where the fuck she lives because she moved that orphanage closed down. But somehow he knows her phone number. So yellow pages, thank you, because he found her real fast <laughs> at Mother Superior. Let your fingers do the walking. <laughs> and I love how he kills the one Santa where it's give Santa a buck, save the kids. Hey, save, give a buck for the kids. And then he's, you know, humming a Christmas theme and he's fully in his costume. Santa's coming for you, Mother Superior. Who is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the thing but where, like, he Billy... The, he, he, yeah, yeah. When Billy he put, but he got the costume put on because they forced it on him. Ricky seeks it out because he has to finish what Billy started. Like he couldn't kill Mother Superior. I'm gonna find out where she lives at six 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 Lane, and kill her. I love that the number uh-huh. on her door is six six six. I was like, that's perfect. And they, yes, and they yes, were I not totally subtle about it. They can't bust it in. <laughs> yeah, they were not subtle about it at all. You know, there's several, like, you know, like, Billy hitting the door right at the number and stuff like that. So you can be like, hey, in case you missed it, we were trying to be witty right here. 
Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Did you catch it yet? <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that Mother Superior, after the orphanage closed, Sister Mary says that she moved. Ricky would not know where she is. But when you see Mother Superior, she's in the wheelchair. And for some reason, she has Dr. Loomis burn makeup on. I didn't know that a stroke could give you that kind of burn effect, but Mother Superior had I thought she was turn I thought she was turning into a gremlin. I figured somebody fed her after midnight. <laughs> of course, uh, or I thought someone accidentally, like, throwing some water on her face to get ready to have babies. <laughs> right. Like, it's I, just, think the, it was so I think weird. I know that they couldn't get the original actress back. Say, that's why I think they did it, too. I was about to say the exact same thing. They couldn't get the original actress back, so they needed to try to change the way she looked. And one, they used the stroke. Two, they used that terrible makeup. So I, I, yeah. I, said, I, turned, to, I turned to the ghoul girl, and I was like, you know what? Maybe when she had the stroke, she fell. And that's just the bruise oh, yep. when she fell. You know? I even tried to fill in the gaps for them. But it's great to see Muscarian's home admonishing Christmas parades. <laughs> like, oh, damn, those heathens have a Christmas parade. Weird fucking people. And but, I love the kids outside past curfew where they're just walking on the street and they're playing with a little Santa toy and then Ricky comes up and just bashes it with the axe. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's yeah, still it's trying to walk. Christmas Eve. It's late at Christmas Eve. Why aren't you at home with your family that are chain smoking in the basement, drinking beer, having a good time like the king used to have? <laughs> oh, now I'm having flashbacks, PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> Thanks, monkey. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, my little kid lungs and a bunch of cigars and cigarettes and beer. And hey, here's a dollar, Andy. Why don't you clear my bottles? Oh, thanks, Uncle Gene. Like, you know. <laughs> Make that uh, money. Dollar, dollar's a dollar, girl. <laughs> Look, okay, I did all kinds of nasty stuff as a kid, you know, like things like having to push like my the cuticles back on my grandmother's toes, you know, just so that I could oh. get some, fucking, some loose change and some bucks out of it so that I could go run around the corner to the bodega and buy some garbage pail kids, you know, or go down the road to the other <laughs> deli and play some fucking, yeah. you know, some video the games. Garbage pail kids. Which one would <laughs> you yeah, the man. hustlers? <laughs> But at this point, Ricky has broken into the house, and he's stalking Mother Superior throughout the house, and she's trying to be smart about it. So when he tries to break into the one room, she keeps hitting the dresser up against it so he can't get into it. Richard, stop this, Richard. Man, <laughs> like, no, man. Not Mother Superior it, man. jumped the gun. I, I got to give it to Mother Superior, though, man. She, her survival instincts were like, fucking spot the fuck on, man. It's like no yeah. no panic, no nothing. She just like went straight nope. into you know defensive Which mode. Is a badass bitch. Because <laughs> she's well, powered yeah, by the, the gun, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just doing all those. Wait, what? What'd you say, Dean? I said Mother Superior jumped the gun. What? <laughs> nothing. No, I'm just fucking saying bullshit. Fucking bullshit, dude. Beatles. Yeah, yeah. jumped the gun. We get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> But but on top so, of that, she's nimble as fuck, you know, wheeling around from room to room, ducking and weaving all around Billy while he's trying to get through this shit. Like, I got to give it to her until she fucks up and decides to try and take her time to get to into her? the... <laughs> no. <laughs> until she tries to get to the grimace chair. <laughs> Monkey's going to give weird, it to you. Uh, none <laughs> he's going to yeah. give it to my superior. But, Scars and all. She's stuck in that wheelchair. 
No, no, I waited until she got into in the, uh, the chair. No, I waited <laughs> until she got into the chair that's mounted She's to the none. wall because I wanted to get that. I wanted to get some gremlins action going on. <laughs> hmm. Should have fed Mother Superior da, 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 after midnight. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Mother Superior jumped the gun. Yeah, I know. I'm with you, Dean. I get it. <laughs> um, him getting the axe stuck in her wheelchair where it took him an unnecessarily long time to get it out. I thought it was great. I was like, okay, yeah. now they're padding for Doc. <laughs> yeah. She's tumbled like, to the bottom of the stairs. He can literally just throw the chair to the side. But nope. Fucking ass nope. gets stuck in the bottom yeah. of the leather bag wheelchair. <laughs> Fucking high industrial street vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> and Mother Superior has her final confrontation with Ricky. Where she says, you're naughty and you need to be punished. But Rick is going to punish her first. And it's amazing because now you have Sister Mary coming with the cops to the house. And Mother Superior is sitting in a wheelchair, not a fucking drop of blood to be found anywhere. Like, fucking Ricky is like a master. That he can Surgeon. put her body in the way that <laughs> she up. with it. <laughs> it's amazing. He is a show enough of this movie. Because he managed to he put her head happens. and her body together and situate it in a way where it doesn't look like a murder happened. Until Sister Mary touches the shoulder, Mother Superior head just fucking falls off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love he it. learned from wow. the best, man. He idolized Billy. He learned from the best. Billy and <laughs> all of a sudden, Ricky becomes fucking Michael Myers because they unload on him like Halloween 4 style with shotguns <laughs> and pistols trying to take him down. I was like, okay, now he's become Michael Myers where he's impervious <laughs> to pain and bolts. No, he was a man with an evil purpose. That is why he was able to continue, Michael. <laughs> he's not a man. Merry Christmas, evil. Michael. <laughs> the, evil, the evil. The evil is here. <laughs> it's Christmas yeah, time, Michael. Out. <laughs> this oh, isn't your movie, Michael. <laughs> Let the other boys play, Michael. <laughs> Just don't play with the Nintendo, Michael. Leave the other boys alone. Play yourself, Mario. <laughs> no, you can't Get play Get away from that Christmas tree. <laughs> Get your ass away from Johnny. that Christmas tree. <laughs> Michael, it's the wrong holiday. You stop. Get away from that. <laughs> You've cornered the market on Halloween. You can't have Christmas too, Michael. That's Billy in the key holiday. <laughs> Old Satan Claus. He's out there. <laughs> um, but with the, with the discovery of Mother's Peter and Ricky being shot dead, you would think that Sister Mary was a victim too, but no, she's okay. You know, she just got knocked over and she just had to panic for a quick second. But as she screams at the sight of the head, we see that Ricky opens his eyes. He's still alive. Billy got shot twice in the first one. Ricky got mowed down by a hail of bullets. He's going to be okay. Until part three where Bill Mosley takes over. Wait, they made a part three? They made five of them. Yeah, there's a whole shit ton of these movies. <laughs> yeah, part three is uh, Silent Head definitely had better watch out, and Bill Mosley takes over the part as Ricky, and he wears an attachment on his head throughout the entire movie. Yeah, well, there's also an like uh, they, they went the uh, they went the Friday the Thirteenth part uh, part seven route and brought in a yep. psychic chick and and all kinds of fun mm-hmm. stuff with that as well. 
And then oh, part wow. four was Lordy House with a cult of Christmas people. And then part five had Mickey Rooney in it as a toy maker that made evil toys. Mm-hmm. Yep, they <laughs> went there. Yeah, Mickey Rooney, who lambasted the first movie and said it's fucking trash and terrible, would end up being in Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 5 with Toy Maker. Because so, <laughs> uh, he's got a Mickey cash, dude. <laughs> I've yet to see the uh, the 2012 remake, so, or the loose remake. Uh, it's one of that those. That is actually breaking up. They say in the description, actually, they say it's a loose remake. Or loosely it based is. on it's the original film. Uh, loose stool. It's very loose. But <laughs> loose. I was actually going to pick that. So I, saw that I, I hate that. If the leg falls off, you fall down, you get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, but thank you for making this movie. Yeah, but, but seriously, but man, thank you for picking this movie. Black Christmas in 74, and then, I, and then the first two Silent Night Deadly Night movies are required viewing for me at Christmas time. I have to watch it. You know, I suffered through 2019's Black Christmas. I don't even know why it exists, but it does. But yeah, Black Christmas, the original, and then the original Silent Night Deadly Night so 1 and 2. So. <laughs> it's, I'm glad that you guys had a good time with it. I was hoping you would. It's just cheesy 80s fun with a lot of good kills, and Eric Freeman just fucking just vamping all over this movie as Ricky. Hamming it up, man. <laughs> the guy's having so much fun that you can't help have fun fucking watching him. Okay, so but now, so uh, but, now I want, but now I want to start so, put this out there, is if this, to make this movie better, what if they had caught, cast at this time Roddy Piper as the role of Billy? Nope. Wouldn't have liked it. Nope. No. No, no, man. Nope. Not of a present, he doesn't dude. become Ricky. He doesn't become Ricky. He stays Roddy Piper. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Because he's Piper's good. He much of a like present. He does because he's Roddy Piper. <laughs> like they live. Yeah, like that frog shit. That frog, frog shit you gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's Roddy Piper frog being Roddy town? Piper. He doesn't know how to be anybody but Roddy Piper. So he wouldn't have been a good Ricky. So but the big, monkey. the big, the big question is here, and that question is monkey. You had proposed something to us in our Talking Terror yes. chat, but the question remains, what road are you going to go down? Are you going to stick with your original question, or are we going to stay with the holiday theme, being that the next episode of Talking Terror is the final episode before the Christmas holiday? No, I'm not going holiday theme because, again, the king went there, and there's no way I can fucking beat this pick. <laughs> there's no way I can beat this fucking pick, seriously. Uh, so I am actually sticking with my original intent here, and we're going to do something we've never fucking done before, which is we are going to attempt to try and cover a silent movie for the first time ever on Talking Terror. So we are going to go 1925, the oldest pick we will ever, ever do on the show, unless King goes way, way back. Um, but, yeah, we're going to go 1925, Lon Chaney, Phantom of the Opera. I have a link for everyone. All right. And, wow. And Uncharted Territories. <laughs> uncharted Territories. That was totally uncharted. That was the proper response. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm excited. You know, I, I'm a fan of the movie, so I'm looking forward to revisiting it for the show and giving it the talking terror treatment as we always do. So thank you for that pick. Mm-hmm. 
right. Cool. I've never, I've hey, never seen it, so I'm kind of excited. Hmm. Oh, there you oh, go. Wow, a newbie, virgin to the Phantom of the Opera territory. I think you're going to enjoy it. And it's only I mean, like I've 50 seen, minutes. So I've seen quick. multiple variations yeah, of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. I've just never seen this particular film. I was well, I'm talking about. It's OG. Yeah, like I love the Robert England version, but this is the OG. This is Lon Chaney, you know, and it's like 60 minutes. So perfect. No, it's, it's, no, it's, no, an, it's, it's an, an hour and 25. It's almost two hours long, man. No, I no, really I, no, I, 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 Okay. There, there are different cuts. I found us an hour and 26 long minute version. That's nice, clean, and whatnot. Uh, you know, so I figure What's we can all stick with that one. So the minute version. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Longer than I remember. Hour, 47, hour and 47 minutes has some extra text in it and stuff like that. Uh, there's some extra stuff, like extra credits at the beginning and whatnot, and maybe one or two scenes. But I figure let's sit there and dole the pain and go with the shortest version that I could find. <laughs> <laughs> All the pain. We haven't even watched it yet, Monkey. Stop. Why are you <laughs> feeling so unconfident about your pick, Monkey? Right? The rules of Talking right. Terror clearly you. state that when it's your turn to make a pick, you can pick any film you that you want in the it. realm of the genre without having to make apologies. We're like, we're trying no, to like I'm, justify well, it. You're, you're speaking so unconfidently. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying are you sure you want to make this pick? It, <laughs> I'm saying this because it was really hard to find a unified film where I personally thought the cut was good the, and it was stuck to the original because there have been so many different versions out there where it's been edited and redone and uh, HD'd and whatnot. But they, they, I found one where it was the original cut with the original music while still being a clean copy. And that was the thing is I was spent time trying to find a copy that had all of the original element for the actual pick. Perfect. And right. you know, with all of with all of that being said, um, I unfortunately can't be on the show next week. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm kidding. I'm here. <laughs> 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 In talking no, I'll be here. I will be here. I will be here. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Dean I'm ready. Sucks. Dean sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <I'll tell> you. <laughs> and monkey, monkey, thank you for your for your lovely holiday card, monkey. <laughs> oh, cool! You got it. Awesome. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I got mine as well, so I think I might have said thank you on the uh, the, the, the message yeah. here, but just in case I didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's from the demon. Yeah, very he does. So much <laughs> British card. Happy yes, it's from the Chihuahua yeah. Pixie. Pixie the Chihuahua. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we are running out of time. So, uh, D- Dean, would you like to say good night to everyone? <laughs> yes, I would like to say good night, everyone. Water's wet. The sky is blue. And old Satan Claus, he's out there, and he's just getting stronger. He's watching. He's watching you. He's watching you. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. That's my motto. All right. Like Rocky, like my mind comes about. And I'm your beautiful mad monkey saying thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror and letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. Ah, yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. With the holidays approaching, we need a plug, so get it in. Holidays approaching. The holidays are here. Um, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't even know if an order was to come through, if we would be able to get it to you prior to Christmas, but that shouldn't stop you. Probably not. You know what? Always, always get gifts for your significant others, friends, family, and stuff like that. And if you're going to do that, you should go to Etsy all in one word, put bonfire bead designs. You're going to find all kinds of gemstone jewelry, bracelets, 
necklaces, pendants, all kinds of fun stuff for, for just about anybody. So get on over there and go buy some shit. It'll probably come after New Year's. But you know what? You could do that whole, see, honey, you didn't like the, the washer that I got you, but I did buy you jewelry. It just didn't get here on time. You can blame us for the late delivery when you really just didn't order her something nice, you know, believe it or not, she probably doesn't want a new set of dishes to wash. She yes, probably wants something pretty and sparkly. <laughs> you get her something oh, pretty yeah. and sparkly, she'll probably yeah. let you give her the D. And by the D, I mean your dick. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, no, we honey. Were, you were unsure what you were talking go, about. Go do some work. <laughs> get yeah. in the kitchen, honey, and here's my penis. <laughs> yup, that's how kid. it's done, you know. You get something nice, and then she gives you something nice in return. She'll put her hair back in the ponytail, and she'll get the fucking, you know, get the business going. Business. I'll see you next weekend. I'll say, I'll say Merry Christmas to you next week, so just stay scared. How about that? Stay scared. That's right. It's not the holidays yet. We got another week of Phantom of the Opera to cover next week. What better Christmas movie to cover than Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy whatever, man. You know, it's the holidays. You can say whatever the fuck you want. So to me, I'm your old pal, the King of Orange, saying, hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous. Most importantly, keep America strong. Watch horror movies. We'll see you back here next week for Phantom of the Opera. He's there on my mind.